Hare Krishna, welcome to this episode of Chaitanya Charitamrita. Today we will start the 14th chapter of uh, Adulila. And uh, this is the childhood pastimes of Lord Chaitanya. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. Om Ajnanat Mirandhasya Jnananjana Sharakaya. Chakshurun Melitam Yena Tasmai Shri Gurave Namaha. Shri Chaitanya Mano Bhishtam Sthapitam Yena Bhutale Swayam Rupa Kadamaham Dadati Swapadantikam Vandeham Shri Guru Shri Yutapadakamalam Shri Gurun Vaishnavamscha Shri Rupam Sagrajatam Sahaganaragunathanvitam Tam Sajivam Sadvaitam Savadhutam Parijana Sahitam Krishna Chaitanya Devam Sri Radha Krishna Padan Sahagana Lalita Sri Vishakhan Vitamscha He Krishna Karuna Sindho Dina Bandho Jagatpate Gopesha Gopika Kanta Radha Kantana Mostute Tapta Kanchana Gaurangi Radhe Vrindavaneshwari Vrishabhanu Sute Devi Pranamami Haripriye Vanchakalpatarubhyascha Kripa Sindhubhyevacha Patitanam Pavanebhyo Vaishnavebhyo Namon Namaha <coughs> Namaom Vishnupadaya Krishna Prashtaya Bhutale Srimate Bhakti Vedanta Swaminiti Namine Namaste Saraswati Deve Gauravani Pracharine Nirvishesha Sunyavadi Paschatya Deshatarine Jaya Shri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhunityananda Shri Advaita Gadadhara Shri Vasadi Gaurabhakta Vrinda Hare Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Rama Hare Rama 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 Hare Hare Please share this uh, class <clears throat> in the WhatsApp groups and social media so that others can join. So today we'll be starting the 14th chapter of um, Adilila. It's the childhood pastimes of Lord Chaitanya. So we'll read the summary uh, by Srila Bhaktivinoda Thakur. <coughs> Srila Bhaktivinoda Thakur has given a summary of this chapter in his Amrita Pravaha Bhashya. So this Amrita Pravaha Bhashya is the commentary of Bhaktivinoda Thakur on Chaitanya Charitamrita. Um, Bhaktisiddhan Saraswati Thakur's commentary is Anubhashya. So like that. <coughs> so this is the summary. In the 14th chapter, there is a description of how Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu enjoyed his childhood pastimes crawling, crying, eating dirt, and giving intelligence to his mother, favoring a Brahmana guest, riding on the shoulders of two thieves and misleading them to his own house, <clears throat> and on the plea of being diseased, taking prasadam in the house of Hiranya and Jagadish on the Ekadashi day. The chapter further describes how he displayed himself as a naughty boy, how when his mother fainted, he brought a coconut to her on his head, how he joked with girls of the same age on the banks of the Ganga, how he accepted worshipful paraphernalia from Srimati Lakshmi Devi, 
how he sat down in a garbage pit and instructed his mother in transcendental knowledge how he left the pit on the order of his mother and how he dealt with his father with full affection so this is a, <clears throat> a summary of his childhood pastimes actually his early life is more elaborately discussed or um, described by shri lavrindavan das thakur in his chaitanya bhagavat so that's why uh, krishna das kavraj goswami only describes it in uh, brief not in um, explicit detail so the first verse i think wait a second Let's see how many verses we have in this chapter. Ninety-seven verses in the fourteenth chapter. So, as is customary um, by Krishna Das Kaviraj Goswami in his Chaitanya Charitamrita, every chapter starts with a invocation or Mangalacharan kind of verse um, in Sanskrit, and then he goes on in Bengali. So this also is a very nice verse. In fact, Kathanchana smrite yasmin dushkaram sukaram bhavet vismrite viparitam syat shri chaitanyam namamitam. Things that are very very difficult to do become easy to execute if one somehow or other simply remembers Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. But if one does not remember him, even easy things become very difficult. To this Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, I offer my respectful obeisances. Purport. In his book, Chaitanya Chandramrita, Srila Prabodhananda Saraswati says, one who receives a little, flav- uh, little favor from the Lord becomes so exalted that he does not care even for liberation, which is sought after by many great scholars and philosophers. Similarly, a devotee of Lord Chaitanya considers residence in the heavenly planets a will of the wisp, that means phantasmagoria, <clears throat> or akasha pushpa. It's just an imaginary thing, or you know, not very. He does not take it as very important. He surpasses the perfection of mystic yoga power because for him the senses are like snakes with broken fangs. A yogi. Yoga Indriya Samyama. Yoga entails control of the senses. And a devotee can easily control his senses um, by engaging them in Krishna's service. And the senses which are um, um, compared to snakes. Um, Snakes, if you are living with snakes, then it is always a very dangerous situation. So we are living always with our senses. and these are snakes. Why they are snakes? Because they come to bite uh, with poison. So they always give us poison. The senses, especially the jnanendriya, the knowledge acquiring senses. What are they giving us? Poison from every direction. So the ear hears something materialistic, which is poison. Vyasana bhujagasan dashta santranam mantram. So in the Mukundamala Sutra, um, the mantra, Hare Krishna Mahamantra, is um, described as Vyasana Bhujaga Sandashtama uh, Santrana Mantra. Um, Vyasana Bhujaga. Vyasana Bhujaga means this um, material world is considered like a great snake. So, 
materialistic thoughts are actually poison which keep us in this material world and repeatedly kill us we repeatedly undergo birth and death because of materialistic thoughts because whatever the mind thinks at the time of death we'll take another birth and then once the birth is there there has to be death so the eternal soul is having to undergo um repeated birth and death which is completely foreign to him only because of the snake of material uh, existence material uh, world maya <clears throat> and maya enters the the thought process of the soul through the senses and therefore the senses are considered snakes when we are seeing something we are absorbing actually we are absorbing when we are hearing we are absorbing we are when we are tasting we are absorbing so in this way we are always fed with maya poison the snakes so <clears throat> the senses are like snakes and prothkhata damshrayate kaivalyam narakayate tridashapura akashapushpayate durdantendriya kala sarpa patale prothkhatadam shrayate vishvam purna sukhayate vidivahendraschaki mahendradischakitayate shri chaitan shri chaitan chaitan what is it shri chaitan charane oh i forgot kurudana ragam forgot okay kaivalyam narakayate विश्वम पूर्ण सुखायते विधि महेंद्रादिश्चकीटायते यत्कारुण्यकटाक्षवैभववतां तं गौरमेवस्तु मां या कारुण्यकटाक्षवैभववतां तं गौरमेवस्तु आई एम यूज्ड टू चैंटिंग दिस श्लोक विदाउट दिस ट्यून सो आई डिड द ट्यून आई फॉरगॉट ओके सो यू सी दुर्दांतेंद्रिय कालसर्पटली कालसर्प मीन वेरी वेरी पॉइजन कालकूट विषम इज द स्ट्रांगेस्ट पॉइजन ई थिंक हियर ई थिंक ब्लैक मांब स्नेक ई थिंक हेज द स्ट्रांगेस्ट पॉइजन इन द वर्ल्ड ई थिंक सो सच स्ट्रांगेस्ट पॉइजन इज कॉल दैट स्नेक इज कॉल कालसर्प इट इज ब्लैक स्नेक काल ऑलसो मीन्स द टाइम टाइम इज ऑलसो लाइक अ स्नेक ईटिंग एज अ so and this is also the poisonous snake kalakuta visham um so three ways is black color it's full of poison and the time is also uh, the time which basically every moment we are you know getting closer to death so there is uh, basically the strike of the snake okay so kala sarpa patali prothkhata prothkhata means extract the teeth the poison fangs if the snake's poison fangs are extracted then the snake is harmless durdant indriya kala sarpa patali prothkhata damshrayate so the, for the devotee the senses are like snakes with broken fangs so they are not poisonous anymore because he only lets 
krishna topics enter his mind through all of his senses he sees he looks at krishna he hears about krishna he talks about krishna uh, he eats only krishna prasadam uh, um what is that uh he he's touch he touches the feet of the devotees hmm? he smells only them incense and um, the flowers offered to krishna in this way a devotee uses all of his senses in krishna's service and he has no time for maya to enter letting maya enter so in this way he conquers the senses so that is uh, that verse is being described here in this translation <clears throat> a snake is very fearful and dangerous animal because of his poison fangs but if these fangs are broken the appearance of a snake is no cause for fear the yoga principles are meant to control the senses but there is no scope for the senses of one engaged in the service of the lord to be dangerous like snakes these are the gifts of shri chaitanya mahaprabhu the hari bhakti vilas confirms that difficult things become easy to understand if one remembers shri chaitanya mahaprabhu and easy things become very difficult to understand if one forgets him we actually see that even those who are very great scientists in the eyes of the general public cannot understand the very simple idea that life comes from life because they do not have the mercy of chaitanya mahaprabhu they defend the false understanding that life comes from matter although they cannot prove that this is a fact modern civilization is uh, therefore progressing on the basis of this false scientific theory simply creating problems to be solved by the so called scientists actually if if you observe what is happening in the world the big big conventions big big um, meetings um big big i mean prime minister they i mean of countries they meet each other and do all these huge high profile things what is happening in those high profile dealings what is happening actually what is happening is <clears throat> they are creating problems first of all and now they are meeting to solve those problems like you know climate change is a big issue right? they are saying this climate change will always happen every you know it is natural cycles anyway man is also i mean humanity is basically um, extracting all the oil and you know all kinds of things they are doing so when people become sinful and become more interested in material activity they will complicate things we think today that advancement means oh first world countries um you know with, with their paved roads and you know beautiful uh, cities or whatever and factories and this and that <clears throat> this we think is advancement but this is not advancement at all where is it advancement so short term it may look progressive but it is causing um huge repercussions which will affect us in the future and we stay blind to that until it hits us so anyway so at that that time they will consider oh so when it is not when the problem is not so imminent it looks like progress but actually we are just going towards a problematic situation and when the problem becomes big enough then it becomes visible to us so it has always been going towards that but we don't fail we will fail to see or we don't advertise it that aspect of it we just advertise the so called pros 
and not the cons of um, so-called industrial development. And now after creating so much, this capitalist society, which is basically profit-making and nothing matters to them than profit. <clears throat> and that is the KPI, that is the benchmark of progress. That's what we have, uh, I mean, according to them, not actual progress. According to them, they have defined progress as if you make, you know, GDP increase by this much, if our company profits increase by this much, if, you know, we can uh, individually, if we, have, if we are more um, well off financially. So these are the measures of success in today's uh, Kali Yuga. So if that is the dr prime driving factor, then everything else falls to the wayside and we will just focus on the profit no matter how it is achieved. So that is the, and that is exploitation and that exploitation will yield very, very bad results. <clears throat> and apart from that, there is slaughterhouses. There is, I mean, industrialization has brought about mass sinful activities. So actually the so-called progress is actually a huge regression, huge regression, but we don't see it that way. And sometimes, they excavate some um, remains from ancient civilizations, from some uh, Indus Valley civilization or this or that, you know, so many. So then they say, oh, people were, you know, at that time doing agriculture and this one. Some, uh, the other day I was reading uh, Wikipedia about the history of Rig Veda. And there they mentioned that um, some Western fellow, he was commenting on the Rig Veda and that is the article on Wikipedia. And there it is said that, oh, he says, oh, in the Rig Veda, there is um, uh, mention about um, crops and agriculture and also. So uh, apparently 3000 BC, when the Rig Veda was, you know, composed at that time, there was already agriculture. So it was a primitive uh, orderly society was there, but uh, no big, uh, I mean, no caste system and all was there. It was just like a bit of a tribal thing. That is how they're projecting it as if our civilization is not advanced it's so advanced i don't know where what he was reading in the rigveda because the purusha sukta says clearly that you know the brahmana kshatriya vaishya sudra are there i don't know what he read and no brains <clears throat> so anyway um and this was not it was not composed 3000 bc it is coming coming since you know time immemorial it was written down somewhere in 5,000 years ago. So anyway, ours is a very, very advanced civilization. It became degraded now. We think the big, big skyscrapers are signs of advancement, whereas the simple system is a primitive system. That is the narrative we have been given. And we actually evaluate things in, based on that narrative. But this is where we are mistaken. The actual simple way of life, living in conjunction, in cooperation with nature, with the way Krishna ordained us to live, in harmony with nature, in harmony with um, you know natural supplies and everything, that is real um, advanced civilization. Now, this so-called industrial development, which, you know, brings these flashy things to manifestation, like, you know, skyscraper buildings, fast cars, aeroplanes, rockets, 
and big big labs and nuclear weapons and slaughterhouses and um, big big roads huge infrastructure to to complement the so called inventions and <clears throat> in turn creating more ecological problems if these things we consider as advancement then of course you know we will look at it from that lens but they are not advancement to to have such infrastructure and maintain that is a huge effort and that takes the very human it saps the human energy and people will have no time left for spiritual realization human life is meant for spiritual realization and that is completely thrown away to the waters and only economic growth matters ah religion you should do you do on the side and we will not interfere government will say we will not interfere with your religion they will say that but actually they do interfere a lot they do interfere in fact they will do as much as possible to stifle it in a way that is not so obvious in a in a subterfuge they basically is a subterfuge against religion so <clears throat> there is a there is an inherent um, atheistic agenda going on like the school they don't have anything to do with god god religion is an optional thing everybody can do whatever they believe in you know because anyway it's irrelevant to do whatever you want the main thing is the economic progress and if your religion can give you some peace of mind so that you can be more productive in the office then yes good you can have religion that is the only relevance of religion today oh because otherwise people become very stressed okay you know what distress you know, let's have distressing uh, for well, let's have some parks let's have some uh, tourist destinations so you know something let's give them sense gratification and you know if that also not does not give them the answer okay let's have, let them have some mental massage with some philosophy with some um, some kind of religion so that you know there's some mental massage so they can come back and with full vigor and work for us that is the capitalist agenda that is all that is all religion is today that's how the government perceives religion some people have some faith yeah something is true something you know some some power is there so okay let's let's you know as much as is you know necessary acknowledge it very subtly not at all Uh, not at all um um overtly covertly do it but not overtly not visibly um even that also as much as possible taken so when there is no religious life where i mean people entire time is used for sense gratification and hard work they don't want to make it easy for us the capitalist um gods you may say they don't want to make it easy they want to make us work hard for them and then get our little bit like an ass no work like an ass so that's their agenda so we are falling for that and we we also have this idea we are ingrained because we are educated in that way that all this so called advancement is actually advancement all these big big skyscrapers this infrastructure this and that that is actually advancement it is not it is not hmm. 
So modern civilization, Prabhupada is writing here, therefore, progressing on the basis of this false scientific theory is simply creating problems to be solved by the so-called scientists. Now they say, oh, the planet is not enough to feed every one of us and we are getting overpopulated. So let us colonize some other planet, Mars. Again, it comes from atheistic idea that, you know, this planet is not enough for us. Um, it is enough by God's arrangement, by Krishna's arrangement. It is, well, more than enough. Mm-hmm. And even if population increases many, many fold, it is more than enough. But we should eat, we should live in this world the way Krishna wanted us to. I mean, if 1% or 2% of the population lives lavishly at the cost of the rest of them, of course, it's not going to be enough. You give up your nonsense. I mean, live simply, everybody. And then everybody can live peacefully. And the countries, they have resources, but they don't give it to the people who actually need it. Because, you know, and still UNICEF, UN, they will ask donations from you. I have seen, you know, this um, YouTube ads. Oh, Ukraine, there is some, you know, war going on. So please donate. Uh, Africa, some children are, you know, not getting food. So please donate. What are these big, big rascals, you know, like, you know, Bill Gates and all big, big masterminds of nonsense. What are they doing with their money? They can give, no? Why they have to ask money from us? They have so much money. And still they ask common man, give, donate. Huh? So, I mean, huge um, imbalance. A lot of hypocrisy everywhere. So, <clears throat> it is only because of godlessness that we feel inadequacy in this world. Because as there is a saying, you know, God, there is enough. God has made enough for man's need, but not for man's greed. Because for man's greed, there is no limit. There is a, a nice conversation between Vamanadev and Bali Maharaj. So when Vamanadev as a dwarf, Lord Vamanadev, Vamana means dwarf. So when he came as a dwarf, as a Brahmana in the sacrifice of Maharaj Bali, Bali Maharaj. So he asked for three paces of land, three the, the land in which he can put three steps. And his steps, he was a dwarf, small, so small steps. So he said, I want that much land. So Bali Maharaj was a little bit uh, insulted. He felt insulted or you know he felt slighted. Why are you asking me only three paces of land? You think I'm incapable of giving you bigger charity than that? And which is why you're asking me only three paces of land? No, I should be generous to the Brahmanas and you please be, um, you know, ask more from me. I want to give according to my status and I, the whole universe is under my command now. All the three worlds, you know, the, the Swargaloka, Bhuloka and, you know, the below, below Bhuloka, all the Loka, they're under my uh, jurisdiction. So I have almost unlimited, um, almost unlimited, um, uh, wealth. So, why are you asking this kind of insignificant donation? What is the point? Then Vamanadev said, if a Brahmana is not satisfied, if a person is not satisfied with three paces of land, or land in, on which three steps can be put, if he is not satisfied with that, he cannot be satisfied even with the three worlds. Three worlds means all the heavenly planets, earthly planets, and subterranean planets. All of them. Even if he has the whole universe, he cannot be satisfied if he is not satisfied with three pieces of land. So, there is no limit to the greed. Hmm. 
and therefore everything becomes inadequate and you more you give more inadequate just like if there is a fire if you pour some petrol over it the fire will consume the entire petrol and become big and ask for even more fuel oh, okay, okay 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 don't be you know so fear i'll give you more fuel give some more and it will become even bigger and ask for even more so that is why it is said here dushpurena nalena cha आवृत ज्ञानमेथेन ज्ञानो निवैरी कामूपेण कौंतेय दुष्पूरेण नलन च दाइज लिविंग एंटिटीज प्योर कॉन्शियस्नेस बिकम्स कवर्ड बाय हिज इटर्नल एनिमी इन द फॉर्म ऑफ लस्ट विच इज नेवर सैटिस्फाइड एंड विच बर्न लाइक फायर and the more we supply such sense gratification the more the senses will demand sense gratification so satisfying the senses by supplying sense gratification is not the answer to extinguish it is the answer and that is done by krishna consciousness that's why samsara davanal leedha loka tranaya karunya ghana ghanatvam what is the song we sing every day in the morning <clears throat> the spiritual master is the mercy cloud which gives which brings the water from the ocean of mercy krishna hey krishna karuna sindhu so that from that karuna sindhu he brings the mercy cloud and uh, pours forth the rain of mercy and extinguishes the forest fire of material existence he was very very deep meaning that forest fire is actually caused by our lust um what is that um <clears throat> मुकुंदमालोत्रुतमोहर्मिमाले संसाराख्ये महति जलधौ मज्जताम पादं भोजे वरद भवतो भक्तिनावं प्रयच्छ ओ लॉर्ड ऑफ द थ्री वर्ल्ड्स वी आर ड्राउनिंग इन द वास्ट ओशन ऑफ संसार हियर इट इज कंपेयर टू एन ओशन देयर इट इज कंपेयर टू अ फायर बोथ आर इंटॉलरेबल सिचुएशंस which is filled with waters of material hankering with many waves of illusion whipped up by the winds of lust madana pavano dhutamohor mimale udhuta you know udhuta means stirred up you know when you have a big um, you know what is trinavarta demon trina means grass avarta means you know like um, this this avarta here also you see avarte whirlpool whirlpool in the water or in the air is considered an avarta trinavarta means where grass and all these dust and everything is like a whirlpool dust whirlpool that is called trinavarta <clears throat> so the trinavarta is this um, caused by udhuta disturbed up by madana pavana by the winds of lust cupid moha urmi 
waves of illusion tornado yes so this tornado um pranavartha is swept up by the winds of lust and the same wind will in the forest move the bamboo the dry bamboo trees and then they strike one another and this huge fire starts so all that is starting from the lust and dushpurena analena cha and the same thing is explained in shrimad bhagavatam let's finish this translation uh, whipped up by the winds of lust with the whirlpools of wives wife is considered a whirlpool drag you down the world the tornado brings you up and throws you after that and the whirlpool brings you down and sink sink you so <laughs> very dangerous situation and with vast schools of sharks and other sea monsters who are our sons and brothers <laughs> quite strong oh giver of all benedictions please grant me a place on the boat of devotion that is your lotus feet this boat is not simply like a small you know life boat this is a huge ship so huge that it is like a bridge it it spans from the that shore to that shore in fact that's why the the ocean of illusion becomes like a water in the hoof print of a calf nothing hmm. so anyway you see in this nightmare vision all the dear and familiar things in life become fearful and yet this is an accurate assessment of material reality king kulashekar's oceanic metaphors are not fanciful but show us vividly what actually is <clears throat> so anyway there's another verse um the shrimad bhagavatam this is 9:19:14 is it yeah 9:19:14 shrimad bhagavatam ஜாத்துக்காமாநாம்ாமாநாம்ாமாநாம்ாமாநாம்ாமாநாமாநாமாநாமாநாமாநாமாநாமாநாமாநாமாநாமாநாமாநாமாநாமாநாமாநாமா
the um, the difference between a realized soul and even a devotee progressing towards realization he may be even memorized the verses and he can even show you exactly where is what but he may not have realized like for example if you ask me what is the highest stage of chanting i have not tasted so i can point you to some verses like and antya 1.99 and you know um other such verses now i have not tasted it although theoretically we accept okay this is the stage we've not actually attained that stage now we think oh second chapter oh bhagavad gita is a basic you know because prabhupad said bhagavad gita is the abc of spiritual life and bhagavatam is post graduate study and chaitanya uh, bhagavatam is the uh, graduation and chaitanya charitamrita so uh, post graduation and phd something else so although chaitanya charitamrita is very advanced we think oh bhagavad gita this is basics no basics okay, in the bhagavad gita second chapter is the basic of the basics okay so ಮಾತ್ರಸ್ಪರ್ಶಾಸ್ತುಕೌಂತೆಯಸ್ತುಖಾಸ್ಟ್ and we have our limits of toleration so there shouldn't be no limit for personal inconvenience of course we should not tolerate blasphemy of the devotees and the lord but personally we should tolerate anything but of course that is the mahabhagavat can do that we cannot imitate him yes but we should be realistic in our assessment of ourselves if we think that oh because i know some shlokas and now i am this top you know top uh, uh, devotee just because i can quote this shloka that shloka bhaktidan saraswati thakur actually writes about bhaktivinoda thakur what a beautiful article it was um he differentiates what is bhaktivinoda thakur status compared with anybody else so there he says it is there is a vast difference between a person who just knows and can repeat and a person who has actually realized who actually has tasted the holy name um so that's why dhiktasya jeevita maho purushadhamasya it is said like this ಧನ್ಯಂ ಪುಣ್ಯತಮಂ ತದೇವ ಶರಣ ಪರಮಂ ದೈವಂ ಹಿ ಸತ್ಸಿದ್ಧೇ ದಿಸ್ ಇಸ್ ದ ಪುಣ್ಯತಮ ಮೋಸ್ಟ್ ಫಾರ್ಚುನೇಟ್ ಆ್ಯಂಡ್ ಮೋಸ್ಟ್ ಪಾಯಸ್ ಧನ್ಯಂ ಫುಲ್ ಆಫ್ ಆಲ್ ಆಸ್ಪಿಷಿಯಸ್ ಆ್ಯಂಡ್ ವಾಟ್ ಇಸ್ ದ ಇನ್ಆಸ್ಪಿಷಿಯಸ್ ನೆಕ್ಸ್ಟ್ ವರ್ಸ್ ಕಂಡಮ್ನೇಷನ್ ಧಿಕ್ ಧಿಕ್ತಸ ಜೀವಿತ ಮಹೋ ಪುರುಷಾಧಮಸ್ಯ ಹೂ ಇಸ್ ದ ಪುರುಷಾಧಮ ಶೃಣ್ವಂಜನಾರ್ಧನ ಕಥಾ ಗುಣಕೀರ್ತನಾನಿ ಜನಾರ್ದನ್ಸ್ಟೈಮ್ಸ್ ಬಟ್ ಹೂಸ್ ಬಾಡಿ ಹ್ಯಾವ್ ಫೇಲ್ಸ್ ಟು ಬ್
and whose eyes fail to flood with tears of pure love such a person is indeed the most degraded rascal <laughs> what a condemned life he leads i was thinking when i read this first oh, wow okam the kind of person is rascal at least he's trying now but actually that is where we have to get that is when we have actually tasted of course there is some taste in the beginning also but it will manifest in this stage okay some people they imitate oh the big, you know big big tears are coming out we have to see what he does when he is asked to do seva if so much tears are coming out so much feeling is there for krishna then he must be very willing to do any service if you ask him to clean the toilet or you know wash the pots and we can, if we see his face as you know, totally irritated and frustrated with that then we can see what kind of tears is there so <clears throat> we're talking about actual manifestation of ecstatic symptoms so when we think we are a great devotee we should just know where is my hair standing on end where is my tears where is my throat choking nothing i mean hare krishna hare krishna 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 hare 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 ram hare ram 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 hare hare what is the prasadam what is the you know what can i do today what what this then that everything we are thinking but chanting so our interest our attention our this thing is not there so that is what is important um so we may read and even like shikshashtaka we are reading the stages that are mentioned there i mean progressively as you go to the verses higher and higher very very exalted position so we are repeating those verses we have to pray to prabhupada pray to chaitanya mahaprabhu pray to krishna please allow me to you know touch the real nectar of the holy name i'm just knocking on the door and or i'm not even knocking you know please open the door and you know let me taste this so that is the that should be the prayer <clears throat> so by chaitanya mahaprabhu's mercy it is possible difficult things become easy that's why it is said it is by the mercy of the lord that we can actually taste it because i can yeah i can memorize with my effort okay that effort is also brain also given by krishna or whatever so everything is given by krishna but even if i memorize with my gifted memory or whatever shlokas and even if i understand the philosophy and everything but to actually taste it i can explain the taste of a mango very well maybe but if i have not tasted it then i don't have the higher taste in my life so um that door opening we can only knock at the door so krishna's mercy he has to open it for us the pure devotee has to open it for us that's why we have to pray for the mercy of the pure devotee it is not simply on our own intelligence that we enter krishna consciousness no krishna consciousness means to be always conscious of krishna to be always and we will always be conscious of krishna if we love krishna if we love krishna then we will have all the symptoms but if we don't have the symptoms where is our love so we can we should only pray to chaitanya mahaprabhu prabhu pad um <clears throat> you know um, that for for them to actually bestow such mercy so that we can enter into the understanding enter into the that's why every time krishna daskavara goswami says rupa raghunatha pade hoybe uh, what is it no that is an arjuna daskavara narjuna daskavara also rupa raghunatha pade hoybe akuti kabe kabe hame 
Bujhabo Shri Jugalo Priti. So when I, when Rupa and Raghunath Goswami is they bestow their mercy, then I can witness the transcendental pastimes of Vrindavan. So until then I cannot enter into those realms. Hmm. So therefore, service attitude is what actually matters. And all our learning should lead to that humility and our service attitude. But if it does not, then we are just standing outside. We are not entering. And we can fall away from there. Dangerous. So I'm not saying that we should not learn or memorize slokas or we should not try to understand the philosophy. We should. Why we should? Because that is service to Krishna. Because Mayar Pitamano Buddhir. So our mind and intelligence must be fixed on Krishna. And it will be fixed because intelligence always craves for some logical or some not logical, I mean uh, something satisfactory, satisfaction, satisfactory philosophy, satisfactory subject matters to talk about. The intelligence always craves for this. So if we engage our intelligence in you know reading and understanding the philosophy given by Krishna. That is actually service to Krishna, employing our intelligence in Krishna's service. Then it should be translated to action, it has to be translated to our thoughts and everything. So this is also service. We have to read, not just, it is not an accumulation of knowledge here. Uh, it is an accumulation, it is, a, it is a service we are rendering to Krishna by discussing his philosophy. Otherwise, if you don't discuss his philosophy, we will discuss something Maya, then we will become Asati, we will become um, unchaste. So to remain chaste, we have to we have to read about Krishna, Krishna's philosophy and everything. But if we think, if we become um, puffed up and saying that, okay, I know this much, I have collected this much, I'm so qualified on this and that. So if we use that for our gratification, for our aggrandizement, then we have lost the plot. So simply by academic qualification, it is not possible to write to such big picture. Oh, it's almost nine o'clock. Wow. Jaya Jaya Shri Chaitanya Jaya Nityananda Jaya Dvaita Chandra Jaya Gaurabhakta Vrinda. All glories to Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, Nityananda Prabhu, Advaita Prabhu, and all the devotees of Lord Chaitanya. Prabhura Kohilae Janmalila Sutra. I have thus described in brief the advent of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu who appeared as the son of Mother Shachi exactly as Krishna appeared as the son of Mother Yashoda. Srila Narutam Das Thakur confirms the statement that now Lord Krishna, the son of Mother Yashoda, has appeared again as Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu becoming the son of Mother Shachi. Vrajendra Nandana Jai Shachi Suta Hoyloshe the son of Shachi is none other than the son of Mother Yashoda and Nanda Maharaj and Nityananda Prabhu is the same Balaram. Sankshepe kohilo janma lila anukrama ebe kohe balya lila sutre raganana I have already briefly spoken about the pastimes of his birth in chronological order. Now I shall give a synopsis of his childhood pastimes. 
वंदे चैतन्य कृष्णस्य बाल्यलीला मनोहरा लौकिकीमीश चेष्टया वलिता so this is again you know verse by krishnadas kavirad goswami in sanskrit let me offer my respectful obeisances unto the childhood pastimes of lord shri chaitanya mahaprabhu who is lord krishna himself although such pastimes appear exactly like those of an ordinary child they should be understood as various pastimes of the supreme personality of godhead purport now this is not some hagiography 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 I don't know how it is pronounced. Let me just look it up. Hagiography. Hagiography. Hagiography means a biography that treats its subject with undue reverence. Undue reverence means. you know more than what is actually realistic too much exaggeration of glorification of somebody so when see here it is said all those such pastimes appear exactly like those of an ordinary child they should be understood as various pastimes of the supreme personality of godhead oh just an ordinary child's activities now they are saying it is a god god's activities they just writing a hagiography so it is not a hagiography um, because um, although they look like ordinary child's activities but they are not ordinary na because such activities are not possible for a child like the things that have been mentioned in the in the summary of bhakti gunot thakur and later we will read in the subsequent verses of this chapter those are not possible by a child like krishna although he is like growing like a child and everything but who can suck uh, the breast of a woman and kill her how can he have such power um, but krishna did it when he was just few days old so it looks like human you know ordinary child activity but they're not trinavarta big demon came but destroyed every demon that came destroyed by krishna so how is it possible so that's why we cannot um, compare them with ordinary child's activities so it's not a hagiography it's actually fact purport in the bhagavad gita 911 this statement is confirmed as follows 911 is a very you know famous number the world trade center was brought down by the planes also detonation detonated detonated i mean bombs detonated in the building that's another whole topic But anyway, nine eleven is a verse in Bhagavad Gita also. We should remember, and it's a verse for rascals. Avajananti mamudha manushim tanumashritam param bhavam ajananto mama bhuta maheshwaram. Fools deride me when I descend in the human form. They do not know my transcendental nature and my supreme dominion over all that be. So fools, right? to execute his pastimes the supreme personality of god had appears on this planet or within this universe like an ordinary human being or ordinary or human child yet he man- maintains his superiority as a supreme lord lord krishna appeared as a human child but his uncommon activities even in his childhood like the killing of the demon putana or the lifting of govardhan hill were not the engagements of an ordinary child 
Similarly, although the pastimes of Lord Chaitanya as they appear will be described in this chapter, appear like so as they will be described in this chapter, appear like the activities of a small boy. They are uncommon pastimes, impossible for an ordinary human child to execute. Balya Lilaya Age Prabhur Uttana Shayan Pita Mataya Dekhaila Chihna Charan. In his first childhood pastimes, the Lord turned upside down while lying on his bed, and thus he showed his parents the marks of his lotus feet. The word Uttana is also used to mean lying down on the bed face upwards or lying down flat on the bed. In some readings, the word is Uttana, which means standing up. In his childhood pastimes, the Lord tried to catch the wall and stand up. But as an ordinary child falls down, so the Lord also fell down and again took to lying on his bed. Now, now you may see, hey, what is so glory, what is to be glorified in this? He was just falling down like an any ordinary child and they made it into a big, uh, you know, leela. Are, come on. People will think like atheistic people. He just fell down or, you know, he's just lying, you know, on the bed, upside down or whatever. So this any child would do. What is so special in this? That is also a pastime. Well, yes, because the marks of the lotus feet of the Lord, which are not there on any child's feet. So he's blessing his parents by showing the marks on his feet. And what are the marks? We'll read about it. Ah, this is the difference. When the Lord tried to walk in his small footprints, the specific marks of Lord Vishnu were visible, namely the flag, thunderbolt, conchal, disc, and fish. So this is not possible for an ordinary child, no? It's not possible. So it looks like, oh, he's just, you know, falling down and standing and walking and trying to again fall down. Shobhe dhvaja vajra shankha chakramina. These are not possible for an ordinary child. Seeing all these marks, neither his father nor his mother could understand whose footprints they were. Thus, struck with wonder, they could not understand how those marks could be possible in their home. <clears throat> now, if you see a child walking, how will you see his footprints on the floor? Tiles, all this, but that time they're not tiles, no? and especially in the courtyard, there will be sand and everything. So people can see footprints. Okay? And sometimes he will just, you know, <clears throat> maybe walk on the mud or sand or something, you know, and then walk in the in the house, and then there will be some footprints there. So in different ways. Seeing all these marks, neither his father nor his mother could understand whose footprints they were. They struck with wonder, they could not understand who. How those marks could be possible in their home. Mishra kohe bala gopal ache shila sange tehu murti hoya ghore khele jani range. Jagannath Mishra said, Certainly, child Krishna is with the chalagram uh, shila. Uh, taking his childhood form, he is playing within the room. Uh, when the form of the Lord is carved from wood, stone, or any other element, it is to be understood that the Supreme Personality of Godhead is there. 
according to authorized vedic descriptions if one makes a form of the lord out of these elements it is considered supreme lord shaili darumai lauhi lepya lekhya chasaikati manomai manimai pratimashta vidha smrita the deity form of the lord is said to appear in eight varieties stone wood metal earth paints and the mind of jewels <clears throat> so even logically we can understand that all material elements are expansions of the energy of the lord since the energy of the supreme personality of godhead is non different from his personal body the lord is always present in his energy and he manifests himself on account of the ardent desire of a devotee since the lord is supremely powerful it is logical that he can manifest himself in his energy deity worship or worship of the shalagram shila is not idol worship the deity of the lord in the house of a pure devotee can act exactly as he can in his original transcendental personality why in only in the house of a pure devotee because he interacts with only pure devotees not even ordinary devotees now i want to say something here because nowadays especially the sadguru followers they are saying that he himself says like this uh, one big nonsense and his followers also they are saying that the temple is a place of special energy because of vastu because of you know they will show some um, you know i saw a video where they were showing some kind of a computer graphics you know with some power and garuda stambha is there you know one guy you know the string channel the guy who tried to roast me he was doing a, i mean a small video there in that video i saw this that you know people you know uh, pay their respects to garuda stambha he was saying oh people you know do respects to this stambha but they do not know why they are doing it but actually you know that energy of the temple that that vast because of the vastu the, the structure that energy is you know it, it takes on the earth and you know it passes through the stambha and then when people touch their heads they feel spiritual they feel they feel very um, energized energized and when they, when you enter the temple unmistakably you will feel this energy you know that is so uh, vibrant so this thing that is not that is not um, the explanation of a temple <clears throat> now vastu is there that's another thing but more than that it is the uh, devotion it can be under the tree but if the deity form is there that is a temple and krishna narayan says narayan says no you know wherever there is some special energy i will when the temple is constructed with correct vastu then i will be there no he did not yatra gayanti mad bhakta tatra tishthami narada naham tishthami vaikunthe naham yoginam hridayeshuva i am not in the hearts of the yogis i am not in vaikuntha actually or in temples i am where i am there where my devotees are glorifying me what is this energy energy what are you going to do with the energy go back and do your nonsense materialistic activities what rubbish energy is that so energy means this is not some vague thing this is all nonsense rubbish talk the real thing that purifies a person is the topics of the lord when we hear about the lord the glories of the lord then and when we understand that we are only a insignificant you know um servant of god that's when our relationship is established with, with the lord and that is what purifies us the contamination in this material world is because we have forgotten our relationship and when we hear about the lord from a pure devotee then our relationship is reestablished 
it doesn't matter even if we were discussing it in hell in surrounded by blood and, and dead animals and dead people and stinking place if we discuss if we discuss the topics of krishna that is a temple that is where the lord is the lord was in the battlefield where is the vastu where is the, what is the dharmakshetre kurukshetre samaveta yudutsavah why it is dharmakshetra those religious duties were performed and this war also is being performed there and on the battlefield krishna arjuna was it's dharmakshetra but arjuna was uh, puzzled in life he did not know what to do he is in dharmakshetra why is why is puzzled if the place is the uh, you know if the place is everything then he was in dharmakshetra kurukshetra why was he totally confused that is the thing so unless we hear from pure devotee or from krishna directly we will be confused even if we go to the purest of places we will not be able to spiritually enter that place we may physically go there but our mind is not there our soul is not there now we are somewhere wandering in this material world so to actually see vrindavan to actually see all these holy places and the pastimes of krishna that are eternally manifest there one has to become a pure devotee and for that purification we have to hear and even we don't even have to be in vrindavan or holy place dharmakshetra wherever we hear that place will become dharmakshetra ಭಾಗವತಾಸ್ತೀರ್ಥೀಭೂತಸ್ವಯಂಭೂತೀರ್ಥಿಕುರ್ವಂತೀರ್ಥಾ every place will become dharmakshetra if dharma is followed in that kshetra why are some places called dharmakshetra because dharma is followed in that kshetra if every place is every kshetra is um, dharma is followed then every place is become dharmakshetra so unless we hear from a pure devotee we will be puzzled even if you go to the holy place the only reason why we are advised to go to holy places because there is a greater opportunity to meet devotees but if we go to a holy place and not meet devotees and come back with the same nonsense confusions that we have been bothered with then nothing has changed now there was no fruit in that pilgrimage <clears throat> that is stated here na no? we all know the verse yasyatma buddhi kuna petri dhatuke ಸ್ವಧಿಕಲತ್ರಾಧಿಶುಭೋಮಿಜಿಯೇಷು i have gone to rishikesh haridwar and i have taken ganga san and come back <laughs> hare krishna mala nirmochanam pumsam jalasnanam dinne dinne sakrit geeta amritasnanam samsara malanashanam geeta mahatmya of shankracharya what did he say of bhagavad gita if you take bath in the ganga every day you will become purified of your physical uh, impurities and also 
slowly you will get purified even spiritually but sakrit gitamrita snanam samsara malanashanam once if you bathe in the water of the bhagavad gita that means take this instruction samsara malanashanam the dirt of this material existence becomes washed off so that is the real snan we have to take uh, <laughs> so this advice of going to pilgrimage is given so that you go there and you might meet some sadhus and bona fide sadhus in kaliyuga that's a big problem so therefore say narutam das thakur said tirtha yatra parishram kevala maner bhram the effort to go to holy places is simply a mental hallucination because if you really do harikatha in the association of devotees you are already in a pilgrimage there is no need to go anywhere else actually so we should not fancy going to pilgrimage as some huge thing association with devotees is the main thing going to pilgrimage yes in association of devotees it is always good to you know witness all those places where krishna performed his pastimes and where the acharyas lived and did their bhajan and everything i'm not saying no but we have to be more concerned with following their instructions rather than just staying there and doing nothing mm-hmm. so but when so here it is said one who sees a place of pilgrimage as merely the water there but who never identifies himself with or feels kinship with worships or even visits those who are wise in the spiritual truth such a person is no better than a cow or an ass so so many people are visiting pilgrimage like cows and asses <clears throat> so this energy energy thing nonsense we have to stop making it into a vague impersonal nonsense the thing that purifies is the devotion of the lord devotion to the lord by the devotee yes vastu is there definitely that is the the geomancy is is definitely a factor but that is very negligent even if you have a nice gopuram and everything inside there is no devotion what is the point there are many nice temples with huge nice structure on the outside inside nothing the priest is just taking money and is not interested in um helping anyone enlighten them with spiritual knowledge hold classes and teach people nothing huh? what is the use of that big big vastu and everything without without this but if there is no vastu nothing everything is horrible and that is a better place if sankirtan is done right is it soon yeah 8:23:16 mantratastantratashchidram deshakalarhavastutah sarvam karoti nischidram manusankirtanam tava there may be discrepancies in pronouncing the mantras and observing the regulative principles and moreover there may be discrepancies in regard to time place place it may not be a nice gopuram nice you know this vastu place it may be some hell okay there may be discrepancies in regard to time place person and paraphernalia but when your lordship's holy name is chanted everything becomes faultless not only holy name the topics of krishna also anusankirtanam means 
following in the footsteps of great acharyas and glorifying the lord in that way in the ways that they have established that is anusankirtanam glorifying means chanting his name and also discussing his topics so wherever these things are discussed glorification of the lord is there that is a holy place and especially so in kaliyuga why dwapare paricharyayam kalauta dharikirtanat in dwapar yuga big opulent temple worship is the way to go uh, way to liberation and uh, attain love of god head yuga dharma and in kaliyuga the yuga dharma is harinam sankirtan why why it is not said temple and then if if harinam sankirtan is the yuga dharma then why are we having temples why are we constructing temples so our temple constructions or you know having a place where lord is worshiped is not cannot be done at the level where dwapar yuga big big temples were you know built today you can see temples are all practically vacant and eventually it will become in such a way that the governments will become so atheistic that you cannot have a temple and we will have to make do with whatever places we can meet so wherever we meet we, if we glorify the lord there is a temple uh, temple will look like a house i think that is also there in the bhagavatam ordinary temple will look, become an ordinary home something like that it is made there one verse can you can somebody help me take that out Mm. there is a proper quotes are in the in a letter also Mm. Somewhere in the twelfth canto, the predictions of Kaliyuga, temples will look like ordinary homes or houses or something like that. exactly anyway so in this kaliyuga everything is like that everything is faulty but if the lord should holy name is chanted everything will become all right and and you see what the demigods they are saying 5:19:24 this is a very important verse na yatra vaikuntha katha sudhapaga न साधवो गंगा of topics concerning the supreme lord's activities does not flow there so if the topics of the lord are not flowing he is not interested even in the greatest of planets forget about vastu on this earthly planet greatest of planets is not interested if there are not devotees engaged in service on the banks of such a river of piety what is the river of piety this ganga of topics 
flowing from the speaker to the audience this is a river now this river when there is such a river nice river then there will be you see when ordinary when there is a nice river it will make the land around it very fertile and then you can have very nice cultivation there okay good a sacred place will be taken to consist of no more than a reservoir of water located at a distance okay this is one that is definitely one thing another thing is temples or places of worship will resemble ordinary homes or something like something in that um something to that effect i do not know if i don't know where to find that somewhere i read this is also a very good one sacred place will be considered to consist of no more than a reservoir of water located at a distance not nearby nearby i must go haridwar calcutta the same ganga is going no, no. i must go haridwar or gangotri there in the ganga i must take snan so they are making so much effort to go there only bathe and come back without meeting the devotees so that is what is the use of such efforts tirtha yatra parishram kevalam maner brahma so whenever there is this krishna katha yes krishna katha where there is krishna katha a ganga of topics flowing from the speaker to the audience is a ganga and in that whenever there is a nice river there is a cultivation right so similarly wherever there is a nice river of flowing ganga of topics of krishna there will be devotees cultivated there will be devotees growing like nice you know the land the place will become very fertile for spiritual cultivation and people will become devotees and they will engage in krishna service so that is why nicely it is said very metaphorically very beautiful verse so an intelligent person does not take interest in a place even in the topmost planetary system if the pure ganga of topics concerning the supreme lord's activities does not flow there if there are not devotees engaged in service on the banks of such a river of piety or if there are no festivals of sankirtan yagya to satisfy the lord especially since sankirtan yagya uh, is recommended in this age Twelve to twelve. Ah, there we go. Cows will be like goats. Spiritual hermitages will be no different from mundane houses, and family ties will extend no further than the immediate bonds of marriage. Actually, that is also true. Marriage. It used to be a huge um, joint family with all the parents, grandparents. Everybody is in the same house. I was, I was in that such a house, in a joint family house when I was a small boy. My grandparents were staying. My parents, my parents' brothers were staying. in one house and now you can't even imagine that i mean even the whole family the father goes away it's a broken family father and mother is also not there in the same house a single mother uh, with children you know the some children also will go away somewhere there's no family structure anymore there's no stability in the society anymore okay that's another topic but 12 to 12 okay let's thank you for the pointer So, I'll show you something interesting. Kriyamane shudehe shudehe namkalido shatha varna shramavatam dharme nashte veda pathe niranam Where is it? 
Oh, it's not 12 to 12. Okay. Wait, this is actually 12 to something. Griha Prayeshu, yes. This is the thing. Griha Prayeshu Ashrameshu. Griha Praya means almost like homes. Nashta Prayeshu, almost. You know, everything destroyed. Bhakta Praya, or third class devotee is called Bhakta Praya. Means almost a devotee. Not, not yet quite. So, Griha Prayeshu. And the spiritual hermitages will look like just like materialistic homes. This has two meanings. So, in a so-called temple, which all the Vastu, Gopuram, Gardastambha and everything together, inside the activity is not like a temple, it's like a home. In home, what is the difference between home and temple? In home, materialistic sense gratification is the focus. In temple, Krishna is the focus. Or in demigod temples, the deity is the focus. <clears throat> but ultimately, demigods are parts and parcels of Krishna. So there, Krishna is the focus in the temple. Hmm. Whereas in the house, our own sense gratification. Now, now in the temple, it will become like a home. Materialistic homes. That is one meaning. Another meaning is a place in Kali Yuga, a place where actual Krishna consciousness is going on, will resemble a house. Because by the government's laws, like in China, they are staying in an apartment. And you can't even show that you have a temple. can't even register. So they are doing a lot of undercover operations there. So, I mean, these kinds of things will happen more and more in Kali Yuga as Kali Yuga progresses. There will be so much restrictions on temples and everything. Because people, because people become atheistic. And they will stifle all these things. So they will look like materialistic homes. So, I was actually thinking only the other meaning, where temples, where places of worship, they'll become like ordinary homes, like consciousness of Krishna is no more there and they just behave like materialistic people. But Prabhupada used this, quoted this in a letter saying, uh, you know, in, it's okay if you can get just a room or something, uh, some place where you can conduct your programs. Um, because in Kali Yuga, this he quoted, Griha Prayesha Ashramesha. I think maybe you did not quote the Sanskrit. The prediction of Kali Yuga is that temples will be like ordinary homes. So it's okay if it is like an ordinary home, but it should be a temple because of Hari Katha, Krishna Katha and Sankirtan. And this is the main thing. So Prabhupada was encouraging him like that. So, Griha Prayesha Ashramesha. Oh, Finland banned praying in many public places already. Wow. It looks like, a, oh, this nice human rights country. At least we see Finland as a place where, you know, you have so much freedom there. You know, you have, it's a very scenic place and, you know, like very, very beautiful. And you know, people are so nice, so free, so open-minded. And this is what I'm hearing now. Finland banned praying in many public places already. So, I mean, this is coming everywhere. Like you see, even in Singapore, we are in a place where you know <laughs> sometimes people come and say, What is this third floor? A temple in third floor? What is this? Third floor temple. 
okay i thought it was going to be a temple you know they said they say like that uh, then always i tell them her temple is not this temple is this what they are speaking in the temple that is what matters the only shape you are saying huh inside what is going on you have, you go to all the temples which have the shape what they are speaking they are not speaking anything they are silently collecting money and chanting some prayers which he also doesn't understand the people also don't understand huh so what is the real temple where harikatha where your life changes not that you go to a temple and come out and you are still doing the same nonsense things and your desires haven't changed your confusions haven't gone and your lifestyle hasn't changed nothing changed no purification of thought or action or words what is the use of the temple uh, but grahaprayash ashrameshu uh, if ashramesh even is like looks like a graha but if there is a harikatha that is temple so we should know that's why you see the the demigods you see an intelligent person here is said the demigods are saying this devatas are saying this now here we have devata temples in, in, on the earth we have krishna's temples but the devatas themselves are saying an intelligent person does not take interest in a place they do not say oh an intelligent person does not take interest in a place where the vastu is not proper where there is no gopuram where there is no garuda stambha where there is no this, um, whatever all the, the, the nitigrity of the temple no he not they do not say they are not saying this intelligent person does not take interest in a place even in the topmost planetary system if the ganga of the topics of krishna are not there if there are no devotees there if there is no festivals glorifying the lord then an intelligent person is not interested in such a place people are sometimes very in, you know like even devotees oh i got job in america prabhu thank you and your mercy prabhu hare krishna <laughs> i will go to america and uh, krishna has blessed me with this job yeah you are going to a place where there are no devotees where there is no temples where there is no uh, what is this topics of krishna going there and doing what there so in, that means you are not intelligent uh, this verse says i mean this verse here always show the uh, the screen used to be on this side okay, so this verse says that hmm. so we should not be too uh, enamored by these things the main thing is the devotees association of devotees <clears throat> so they are saying this the devotees matter when there are devotees there will be topics of krishna there will be festivals so devotees is very important uh, devotees who are actually missionary spirit that kind of devotees if you have just like grahastha devotees who are also going to work in an office you can't have much you have dedicated devotees there somebody has to dedicate their life so these things are the important we have to be grasping the essence of everything not the externals saragrahi not bharavahi hmm. yeah? let me talk about the let me show you that verse about the ganga ஸ்ரீன்ஸ்ரோத்ரீம்ஸ்ரீ வர்ல்ஸ் அப்பர் மிடில் அண்ட் லோவர் பிளானட்டரி சிஸ்டம்ஸ் 
similarly when one asks questions about the pastimes and characteristics of lord vasudeva krishna three varieties of men are purified the speaker or preacher and he who inquires and the people in general who listen all of them become purified so this is the ganga of topics nayatra vaikuntha katha sudha apaga nayatra what is that forgot the term 5 19 24 nayatra vaikuntha katha sudha apaga nasadhavo bhagavata astadashraya nayatra yagnesha makhamahotsava suresha lokopi nasai navaisa sevyatam so this is the important thing So anyway, since the Lord, the reading on from the purport again, uh, since the Lord is supremely powerful, it is logical that He can manifest Himself in His energy. Deity worship or worship of the Shalagram Shila is not idol worship. The deity of the Lord in the house of a pure devotee can act exactly as He can in His original transcendental personality. Balram is saying, I think Prabhu, we can go to office, but money should be used under Krishna's service. See, how can you use money in Krishna's service when there are not some dedicated devotees actually running a temple where you can actually contribute your money? So if there are, if there is no temple, how are you going to use money in Krishna's service? What are you going to do with the money? so therefore you need devotees who have who are dedicated even for those who want to work and you know contribute you, you have to have a temple who run by dedicated devotees then you can contribute there mm, to the mission where they are actually doing the mission of propagating the sanatan dharma krishna consciousness mm. शैक्षणे जागी निमाय करय कंदन अंकेलया सच्ची तारे पियायला पियायला स्तन 930 थिंक अनदर 10 मिनट्स विल डू एंड विल स्टॉप व्हाइल मदर सच्ची एंड जगन्नाथ मिश्र वर टॉकिंग चाइल्ड निमाय वोक अप एंड बिगन टू क्राई एंड मदर सच्ची टुक हिम ऑन हर लैप एंड अलाउड हिम टू सक हर ब्रेस्ट जगन्नाथ he became very joyful and privately called for nilambar chakravarti chihna dekhi chakravarti bole na hasiya lagna gane purve ami rakhiya chhe likhiya when nilambar chakravarti saw those marks he smilingly said formally i ascertained all this by astrological calculation and noted it in writing see so expert astrology that they can identify the lord also this is all, of course 
if you're an astrologer not being a devotee you cannot identify the lord you have to be a devotee astrology is not a means to identify the lord because naam prakasha sarvasya yoga maya samavrta only a devotee uh, he can identify with the astrological signs <clears throat> and you know palmistry and physiognomy and all these things batrish lakshana mahapurusha bhushana ಪಂಚದೀರ್ಘಸೂಕ್ಷ್ಮೀರೋಣ ಮಹಾನ್ this is a verse from what is this samudrika and i actually looked up the other day what is this samudrika um that is the book on um this this uh, physiognomy of the of the um, looking at the body and the face and the hands and telling the you know like something like you know palmistry and all that uh, this is uh, this is a science so this verse is quoted from there it's in sanskrit there are 32 bodily symptoms of a great personality five of his bodily parts are large five fine seven reddish six raised three small three broad and three grave now these are also what are all these you know five three seven and all these these are also explained in subsequent verses i guess in samudrikam i did not go and actually read the text but here prabhupad gives in the purport <clears throat> the five large parts are the nose arms chin eyes and knees so great personality will have these things the five fine parts are the skin fingertips teeth hair on the body and hair on the head the seven reddish parts are the eyes soles palms palate nails and upper and lower lips the six raised parts are the chest shoulders nails nose waist and mouth the three small parts are the neck thighs and male organ you know nowadays they say you know um, a man who has the biggest male organ he is more uh, you know more macho more manly here it is said the great personality will have a small uh, male organ <laughs> that means those who have big ones they are horrible you know species fellows lusty rascals <clears throat> the three broad parts are the waist forehead and chest the three grave parts are the navel voice and existence all together these are the 32 symptoms of a great personality this is a quotation from the samudrika in ancient greek even the small male organ was taken as good good sign also yeah i mean 
I don't know about Greek. Uh, now that you're saying, it's good to learn that. But um, all these different civilizations have um, knowledge from our Vedas. In fact, the other day I was actually I saw this short YouTube short where some of the Red Indian tribes. Um, they have um, this idea. Maybe I'll play for you. Hmm. I don't know how to how to. In this video. Okay. Maybe I'll play the audio. In this video, I am going to tell you about a mysterious tribe of Native Americans called Hopi Indians. They call themselves the Children of Earth, and they say their ancestors came from under the Earth. According to their cosmology, there are four worlds on this planet. We are currently living in the fourth world, and there existed three other worlds in the past which were destroyed by fierce cataclysm. They say, when the third world was about to end in a great flood, the caretaker of the earth warned them about it, and they hid themselves beneath the ground. But when the right time arrived, they reappeared on the earth's surface, and they believe that this fourth world will slowly deteriorate, and soon every life form would become corrupted. Then the caretaker will come to this earth again and clean its impurities. This will be the end of the fourth world, and again time will run in this cyclic manner. In this video, I am going to tell you about... I don't know the veracity of this, but if you see the fourth world they're talking about, actually is the fourth yuga, the Kali yuga, where everything will deteriorate. And then the care, I mean the, the, I mean the caretaker of God will come. In fact, the picture of it was, uh, he was on a horse like this, with a hand raised with a sword in his hand, Kalki. And he will set it right again and again, it will go on in the cyclic manners. So this is a Red Indian tribe, I mean, in, in America. I was um, quite um, intrigued by <laughs> how did they get that idea? So in different ways, I mean, our Vedic culture has been there. And, you know, it is kind of, enveloped by the so-called, I mean, Christianity that was popularized by British and uh, European uh, colonization. But actually, if you go back to the indigenous um, understandings of uh, religion, and uh, they will have a lot of similarities or at least some similarities, even in such a distant land as America, you know, um, in fact, uh, we had a, we have a devotee from Serbia who's currently living in China. So he also told um, that in the Eastern European part, in the in Russia, in the Serbia, they have many words which are very similar to our Sanskrit words. And the meaning is also the same. In fact, they have a female god called Radha, R-A-D-A. So um, something, I mean, Krishna, some, uh, so many things he was saying, I forgot the whole uh, this thing, but uh, so many uh, interesting things, I mean, which are very accurate with our Vedic uh, descriptions. 
so it is quite um yeah he's saying oh it feels like they're talking about kalki and the four girls in the red indian tribe video yeah so i mean that is interesting right i mean so that means they also have access to this knowledge okay i think i will have to stop here um then okay let's read this um, prediction of nilambar chakravarti narayaner chehna yukta srihasta charana ei shishu sarvaloke koribe koribe tarana this baby has all the symptoms of lord narayana on his palms and soles he will be able to deliver all the three worlds eita koribe vaishnava dharmera prachar iha hoyte hobe dui kolera nistar this child will preach the vaishnava cult and deliver both his maternal and paternal families purport only narayana himself or his bona fide representative can preach the cult of vaishnavism or devotional service when a vaishnava is born he delivers both his maternal and paternal families simultaneously hmm, what is that seven nine ten pranam punati sakulam natu bhuri mana pranam punati sakulam yeah so a devotee he purifies his whole family his whole dynasty okay so then proposes to perform a name giving ceremony this we will read um, from on in the next session Okay, until fourteenth, until until seventeenth verse, we have read today. Many Russian words are very similar to Sanskrit, so that many Russian scholars claim that Sanskrit came from Russian. They say Russian Vedas. Well, <laughs> mm. so anyway, that means Russian also came from Sanskrit. Um, so yeah this is very interesting okay so any questions or comments on this topic god is formless or god have form well he has form and his energies are form i mean impersonally distributed all over his creation but he has form and even his energies are controlled by demigods who have forms um <clears throat> so he is formless and has form at the same time so ultimately he has form the formless just like i mean prime minister the king is there in his office personally sitting but his rule you can see in every corner of the country you can see that his rule is working his law is working so impersonally he is spread everywhere but personally he is sitting in that place so ultimately the god is a person of course there's a crude example in a human's case because human has no direct knowledge of what is going on in every corner of the country but god actually personally knows everything what is going on in every single nook and corner of creation um goloka eva nivasati akhilatma bhuta so he is sitting in golok vrindavan but at the same time he is spread all over his creation
Yes, it's hard to look that way. iPhone 14 is better, definitely better iPhone than iPhone 7, their launch. So, <clears throat> so to manufacture so many iPhone 14s, um, you have to dig, dig the earth and get cobalt and, you know, um, you can have to mine all these things and huge labor goes into that. And such people are paid very less in countries like Africa and all that. And such exploitation happens because of which we can, we can have an affordable phone. If they were have to be paid, if they were to be paid properly, then the cost of the phone will be higher. But because they want to bring it, bring down the cost and appease to the so-called first world citizens, they will exploit and really bad working conditions. I mean, are there for those who in the third world countries who actually work for these things. And even the labor is cheaper in countries like China and Vietnam and everything. And you know, so all these things are going on and they have to work shift yeah, to get it to such a precision, such a, it's an art. Yes, it's definitely an art to produce something like this in such a small form, I mean, you can have so much built into that. Yes, but at what cost are you doing that? This perfection you have achieved, this this excellence you have achieved, at what cost? People have, I mean, they have completely gone out of touch with their religious life and, you know, they have to work hard like an ass to get some, just some money and to maintain their family. And they're not connected with the natural world at all. They don't know how to grow their own food. The, the real thing that Krishna want, uh, has arranged for us, the simple things that actually are necessary for our living. Now we have all these things. And, okay, that's for the employees who are working. Okay, for what about the customers? Yes, now we have these gadgets. Yes, we can do wonderful things. But what are we doing? Becoming more dull-headed, stupid idiots, watching and, you know, just mindless entertainment on the Instagram TikTok and um, YouTube and all these things, social media. And, and other things are also happening. I mean, previously, boy and girl, if they have to talk, they have to talk physically. And, you know, there'll be a lot of restriction to do that. Physically, it isn't, you know, you have to actually meet to talk. Now, DM, you know, private message, PM or DM, Direct message. So that's what that's how they are communicating, and it's very easy to reach for a man to reach any girl and for a girl to reach a boy. Very easy. So it has increased this kind of uh, promiscuous and um, um, frivolous um, interaction between boys and girls, and they have pornography. They have all kinds of uh, problems with that, and with the social media, many people are going into depression because everybody posts this filtered. You know, they will put some filter and then, you know, uh, take a photo and then look some uh, look like some out of this world uh, model. And then, oh, she's so beautiful. I'm not. Oh, um, I have to do, I have to do something. I'm, I'm not good enough. This and that. And then they go to depression. I mean, people are becoming stupid more and more. It, it is causing more and more problems. And people are having live streams. I'm mean, talking what? Talking what? Utter rubbish. And that is the most popular things in the world today. And people becoming celebrities out of this. So the end result of this magnificent technological leap 
is actually a complete dive down to the bottom of the ocean of material existence. They think it is a huge leap. Yeah, they leaped and would dive deep into the ocean. There's no need of Dharavarte Tanaya Sahaja Graha Sangha Kulech. There's no need of a whirlpool of wife to bring you down. You'll also dive deep with this. That is what is happening. So we have to see Halena Parchete. Not just that. Yeah, it is wonderful. I mean, honestly, this is a this requires huge intelligence and huge, I mean, work ethics. I mean, the um what is that? Productivity, the efficiency, yes. The efficiency is just unprecedented to produce something like this. But they're efficiently doing something which should not have been even done in the first place. Now you may now people may say, hey, you're talking so much, but you're having a phone yourself with in your hand. Huh? Yes. So why? So this is not hypocrisy. Because actually this is not needed. It's not needed to live. But if they are going to produce this kind of stuff, we will do we will use this kind of stuff to dismantle their own propaganda. Use their weapon on the if you know anything about martial arts. And if you know things like judo or something like that, it's about using the opponent's strength against the opponent. A small person can, you know, um, fell a big person if he knows how to do it. He know he uses the bigger person's strength against him himself. So that is the art. So this is their strength. Yes. So we will use their strength against them. We should not let their strength hit us. That is the thing. That is Yukta Vairangi. Ajagar Vritti. The snake, he will take the hole dug by the rat. The snake cannot dig the hole. The rat will dig the hole. The snake will go into the hole, eat the rat and stay there. Similarly, we will... We have to dismantle their um, civilization, so-called civilization, it's actually barbarianism, with their own tools. That is what we should actually do. So we should be very clear in this and not be sucked into their um, propaganda by this. Many devotees nowadays, uh, um, they also become um, consumers of all this, uh, whatever nonsense they're putting. So we should not be led away like that. We should use it and use it against them. We should use it as a tool to further our message and mission. Yes, everyday TV shows poor some poor child suffers from a disease and they ask us people to donate for the child. Yeah. And these big millionaires, billionaires, trillionaires, they're just going scot-free and making stupid vaccines and killing people. Okay.
Okay. Letter to Rameshwar, 3rd August 1972. The temple is a place not for eating and sleeping, but as a base from which we send out our soldiers to fight with Maya. Yes. <laughs> Sami is saying, oh, we also have these that say Sanskrit came from Finnish language. Yeah, Europe is the center for all culture and language and everything. That's what they want us to believe. Europe, ever since the Europeans started colonizing all over the world, the Spanish, the Portuguese, the English, the Germans, even the, later on the Japanese. So they want to show that before they started, India and places like this were totally, you know, like uh, some crap places, you know, really needed some somebody to save them. And these people actually saved um, Bharat and all this. That's what they want to show. What about other languages which do not have a direct connection with Sanskrit? For example, Tamil or Arabic. Even though there is influence of Sanskrit, they are quite different. Yes. So, Tamil, actually, <clears throat> I I learned something from uh, the book Brahmana and Vaishnava by Bhaktisiddhanta Saraswati Thakur that there was actually a language that is a mixture of Tamil and Sanskrit called Manipravala. Manipravala. Now it is, I think, no more in existence, but the old Tamil, the more classical Tamil, has many words that are very close to, I mean, just are basically Sanskrit words. Um, there are many Sanskrit words even in Tamil. But yes, some of them are different. Yeah, that's not a big deal. Even Arabic, yeah, different. Um, but uh, that does not mean anything. It is just that, you know, there. I mean, animals also have their uh, languages. Everybody has their languages. And not everything is the same. In fact, there is a description in Mahabharat where Yudhishthir Maharaj was speaking to one of the tribals in his language, something, and Kunti Devi could not understand what he was speaking. Um, he was very expert in that language also, Yudhishthir Maharaj. So, which was not even resembling Sanskrit that they used to speak. So, there are things like that. There are many varieties. Everything is created by God only. God only. In fact, one of the 64 qualities of Krishna is that uh, he is a perfect linguist. He can speak any language, of course. And all languages are created by him. Even birds and animals' languages are created by him. And therefore, Krishna can even talk with birds and animals and everybody. Like when Chaitanya Mahaprabhu you know, went to the Charkhan forest, all the animals danced with him. He chanted Hare Krishna and everybody danced. And he was asking them to chant, chant. You know, how did he talk to them? And Krishna also was very expert in Vrindavan. He would speak to all the birds and trees and animals and everybody. Um, nowadays, some people are called animal whisperers. Um, they kind of have a very, very close connection and understanding with animals. Uh, some people are like that. And that is kind of, you know, speaking their language. Uh, so, but Krishna is very expert at that.
so yes arabic and tamil they may not be really similar even english is not that similar so there are some similarities not that many hmm? it doesn't matter i don't know why the screen just stutters like that like a prabhupada shot you can you can't manufacture anything new every day people come and comment phones new cars new you krishna consciousness movement is new also say that we can cook without fire all right so thank you very much thank you very much for your time chaitanya mahaprabhu ki jai chaitanya charitamrita ki jai nitai gaur kramande hari hari bol shri prabhupad ki jai anand purvashna prind ki jai hare krishna